we have the meeting at 8 o'clock. I appreciate that. Uh, welcome, Honourable Minister. We have an apology from the Deputy Minister. Uh, Honourable Members, could we now uh, ensure that uh, we have a quorum and that we have the apologies? Uh, Babawa, could you give us an indication of a quorum and the apologies before we start? Uh, good morning, Chair. There is a quorum. I received the apologies from Honorable Molekwa, Deputy Minister, uh, National Commissioner, uh, Honorable Teplanch. Uh, he indicated that he will leave the meeting early. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you very much, Babawa. Honorable Minister, we uh, want to save time because we know that we only have two hours and the information is quite weighty. Um, I'll hand over to you and your team immediately. Thank you, Minister. Well, thanks, Chairperson. Uh, uh, I'll concur with you that uh, it will be better to hand to technicians that will take us through on the on the uh, statistics that don't look very well. Uh, I'm sure we explain as we go on, as we understand, as they uh, give uh, to us. Chairperson, we were supposed to have done this on the 20th of uh, of uh, last month. That was a due date. Uh, unfortunately, on that day, we all of us were to be with the president at Mbizu in Pumalanga. So that's why it was recording in progress to today. Uh, we hope we're not too much off, off the mark. Uh, and that one, I'll hand over to the leader of the delegation of the, 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 the leader of the police delegation that would be General <laughs> YKS will hand over to a, a responsible person for the states that will be General Sekokonia. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Minister. Good morning, Minister of Police, General Begitele. Good morning, Honorable Chairperson, and all Honorable Members, General Libya, all generals in the platform, uh, taking into consideration the fact that uh, we are not having leisure in time. I will hand over to General Sukupuni to lead us with the presentation. With your permission, Honorable Chairperson, thank you. Good morning, General Vuma. Thank you very much. You may continue. Uh, good morning, Honorable uh, members of the Portfolio Committee, the Minister of Police, uh, the DNCs, and all the Lieutenant Generals and colleagues that are in the meeting. Am I audible and can I confirm that the presentation is visible? You are audible and your presentation is visible. Just ensure that your slides are moving, please. All right, let me just move one slide and see if it is moving. Uh, the slide moved, uh, Honorable Chair. Perfect, perfect. You can start. All right, thanks uh, once again. Uh, we will be taking you through the quarter four crime statistics of the 2021-2022 financial year covering the period from the 1st of January up to the 31st of March. There, what is visible there is just the table of contents. Uh, we will be focusing mostly on the contact crime, that is your murder, rape, 
the trio crimes, crimes against women and children, domestic related kidnapping, stock theft, and what we termed the uh, core diversion of the police. Without me wasting further time, uh, this is the slide that we normally start with, which gives an overview of the crime that have been reported to the police in the current quarter. Uh, we have recorded an increase of 1,107 in terms of the murders. That is from 4,976 to 6,083, resulting in a percentage increase of 22.2. The sexual offenses, we have recorded an increase of 1,666 from 12,133 counts to 13,799 resulting in an increase of 13.7%. Uh, attempted murders, we have recorded an increase of 1,135 from 4,582 to 5,717, a percentage increase of 24.8%. Uh, assault GPH, we have recorded an increase of 6,575 from 36,417 to 42,992, a percentage increase of 18.1. Uh, common assault was recorded an increase of 6,857 from 38,889 to 45,746, a percentage increase of 17.6. Uh, common robbery, an increase of 1,238 from 9,549 to 10,787, an increase of 13.0%. Then in terms of the robbery with aggravating circumstances, we have recorded an increase of 2,015 from 30,768 to 32,783, a percentage increase of 6.5. Murder has increased by 22%. Wow. Mm. Okay. Sorry, I, I hear voice. All those who are on the platform, could you please mute your mics? Uh, there is another person speaking in the background. Uh, I'm trying to see who that person is. But can you please mute your mics or else we'll uh, kick you out of the meeting. Uh, thank okay. you very much. You can continue. Thank, thank you, Chair. Then uh, the total of the contact crimes has increased by 20,593 from 137,314 to 157,907. That is a percentage change of 15%. Now, the next uh, uh, crimes are those that uh, we have already touched on. If you see my, uh, my laser pointer, we have talked about them under sexual offenses here. We are just breaking them down to show you what is contained within the sexual offenses. They are made up of rape, which has increased by 1,300 from 9,518 to 10,818. That is a 13.7% increase. Then a sexual assault has increased by 255 from 1,910 to 2,165, an increase of 13.4. Then attempted sexual offenses has increased by 114 from 433 incidents to 500. 47, an increase of 26.3%.
Contact sexual offenses decreased by three, that is from 272 to 269, a decrease of 1.1. Then the total sexual offenses, we have indicated at the top there, they have increased by 13.7%. Now, the other category that we look into is the subcategories of robbery aggravated, which are also uh, explained here in the robbery with aggravating circumstances. These are some of the six crimes that uh, make up uh, the subcategory of robbery aggravating circumstances that we prioritize. Now, looking at the carjacking, we had recorded an increase of 889 from 4,513 to 5,408. That is a 19.7% increase. Robbery at the residential premises decreased by 21 uh, counts. That is from 5,288 to 5,267, a decrease of 0.4%. Then a robbery at non-residential premises decreased by 172 from 4,872 to 4,700, a decrease of 3.5%. Then robbery of cash in transit has increased by 11 counts more from 42 to 53, that is a 26.2% increase. Then bank robberies have uh, increased by four counts, that is from one count in 2021 to five counts in 2021-2022, that is four counts more. And truck hijacking has increased by 111 counts from 354 to 465. That is 31.4% increase. Then when we use the ratios to look at the rates, uh, then may I also mention the fact that uh, we have uh, received an updated series from Status A that used the 2021 series. In the past, we used to use the 2017 series, so they have provided us with updated population estimates, and uh, we have used the 2021 series. So once we have received the 2021 series, we then revised all the figures that uh, we had published in the previous years using the 2021 series. So looking at the metas, we had uh, recorded uh, 10, 10 per 100,000. That is a uh, the probability or the chances of a person being killed when the total population has been divided into equal portions of 100,000, then the chances that a person might be killed is the 10 out of 100,000. Then the rapes is 17.9 per 100,000. Attempted murder is 9.4 per 100,000. Assault GBH is 71.0 per 100,000. Common assault is 75.5 per 100,000. Common robbery, 17.8 per 100,000. Then completing the table that gives the summary of the crime that had been reported in the Republic of South Africa, going on to the contact-related crimes, arson has increased by 178 from 732 to 910. That is 24.3% increase. Malicious damage to property, the increase was 3,799, a 15.3% increase. Then the total contact-related crimes increased by 3,977 counts, that is 15.5. Then the property-related crimes, starting with burglary at non-residential premises, the decrease was 974, from 15,215 to 14,241, a decrease of 6.4%. 
Burglary at residential premises increased by 392, that is from 40,568 to 40,960, a 1.0% increase. Uh, theft of motor vehicle, we had 137 counts more from 9,240 to 9,377, that is a 15%, 1.5% increase. Then uh, theft out of or from motor vehicle, we had recorded 134 counts more, that is a 1.7% increase. Stock theft, we had recorded 154 counts more, that is a 2.5% increase. Then the total of the property-related crimes, we have recorded an increase of 55, that is a 0.1% increase. Then uh, the other serious crimes, starting with all theft not mentioned elsewhere, the increase was 6,274. Commercial crimes, the increase was 2,873. The decrease in shoplifting was 1,305. Then total other serious crimes, uh, we had an increase of 7,842. Then the total of the 17 community reported crimes, we had an overall increase of 32,467 counts, resulting in 9.3% increase. Now, looking at the crime detected as a result of police action, whereby it's a proxy of a proactive policing and the, the direction or the desired direction of change is to have these crimes increasing. We have uh, recorded increases in terms of illegal possession of firearms and ammunition. That is more, the police have uh, recovered more firearms and ammunition from the uh, in their patrols. That is a 358 or an increase of 11.2. That is from 3,184 to 3,542. Again, drug-related crimes increased by 6,377, a percent increase of 17.7. Driving under the influence of alcohol and or drugs it's an increase of 3,409, that is a 39.7% increase. Then sexual offenses detected as a result of police action decreased by 27. Overall, the total crime detected as a result of police action increased by 10,117, from 50,034 to 60,151, a percentage increase of 20.2. And that gives the total table for crimes that have been reported in the Republic of South Africa, both uh, as a detected as a result of police action and those that are reported by members of the community. Then looking into the breakdown in terms of the 17 community reported crimes, we, we look at the month-on-month -month breakdown in terms of the 17 community reported crimes we have, which we have just uh, uh, talked to. What we need to also uh, highlight is the fact that uh, because we were in lockdown level uh, uh, three in the previous uh, financial year, we are now comparing uh, the lock lockdown level one to lockdown level three. As we have seen in the past, when the differences in the lockdown levels are far apart, it is normally also uh, indicated in terms of the differences in crimes that uh, we are reporting. So you can see that in January, which was just immediately after we finished the safer festive season operations, 
and then we we were in now uh, in adjusted level uh, one. We had uh, recorded uh, an increase of uh, 25,602 crimes in terms of the 17 community reported crimes. And as we went down to January, we had an increase of 5,392. And as the lockdown levels came closer and closer together, where we moved to both level one in both the previous financial year and the current financial year, the margin of increase also went down to 1,473. Uh, all the provinces recorded increases in terms of the 17 community reported crimes. And when one looks at the, the Houghton province in terms of the contribution to the 17 community reported crimes, it contributed 28% of the 17 community reported crimes. The Western Cape contributed 19% of the 17 community reported crimes. KZN contributed 16% to the 17 community reported crimes. And the Eastern Cape contributed 11% to the 17 community reported crimes. The four provinces that I have mentioned, in, they collectively, they contribute 73% of all the crimes that have been reported in the country in the current uh, quarter or in quarter four. Then looking at the top state stations in terms of the 17 community reported crimes, we have uh, 12 stations in the top 30 that are in the province of Hampton that is uh, led at the top there by uh, Haniju. Then we have seven stations in the Western Cape, and we again have seven stations in the KZN province. Then the Free State Northwest and Eastern Cape and Mbumalanga, each contributed one station to the 17 community reported crime station. Uh, Free State contributed Park Road, Northwest contributed uh, Northwest, Eastern Cape was the East London, and Mpumalanga was the Wittang station. And of the 30 stations, three have uh, four have recorded decreases. That is uh, both stations that are in Guazulu Natal, that is Pine Town and Places Liar, and then Cryfontaine in the Western Cape, and Wittbank has recorded a decrease. Then moving on to contact crimes, which are the selected contact crimes, that is murder and rape, focusing on the causative factors and the places of occurrence, including the crimes against women and children. Again, we see that as the lockdown levels are far apart, we see that the margin of increases in crime that have been recorded is also high. We had a recorded uh, increase of uh, 17,537 in the month of January. February, we had an increase of 3,324. And as the lockdown levels converged to both be at level one, we recorded a decrease of 268 in terms of the contract crimes. Again, Houghton uh, contributed 28% to the contact crimes. Western Cape contributed 17%. KZN contributed 16.9% and the Eastern Cape contributed 10.7% to the contact crimes. And similarly to the 17 community reported crimes, these four provinces contributed 73% to the contact crimes that have been reported in the current court.
The next slide, we look at the top 30 contact crime stations. We had uh, 14 stations in the top 30 contact crimes from the province of uh, Gauteng. Eight were in the Western Cape. Uh, KZN had seven stations in the top 30 contact crime. And then Limpopo had an entrance there at number 30, which was Toyando Police Station. These top 30 contact crime stations contribute 14% to the national total of the contact crimes. And then five stations in the contact crime top 30 have recorded decreases. The two that have recorded a decrease in Gauteng are Hanijuu and Hilbro, two in the Western Cape, Harare and Worcester, and one station in uh, uh, Umlazi in KZN. Then when we look at the selected causative factors in terms of the selected uh, uh, crime types, uh, focusing mostly on the murder, where we had a sample size of 5,226, which was uh, 86% of all the murders that had been contributed. So this gives a fair idea in terms of uh, where, what are the causative factors, uh, even though the idea was not uh, inferential statistics, but just to have an idea in terms of uh, what are the causative factors that contribute to the uh, crime types that we are seeing, that is murder, attempted murder, and the <coughs> assault GBH. <coughs> the highest contributing factor in terms of the murders was uh, attributed to arguments and misunderstanding, that is 875. Then uh, vigilantism uh, was attributed to 358. Then we had uh, revenge and retaliation, 341. Then robberies was 262. That has resulted in uh, murders. And then gang-related murders was 166, of which this most of this 166 was in the province of uh, the Western Cape. Then number six, highest contributor to the murders in terms of uh, causative factors was during the commission of another crime, not robbery or rape, which was 38. And then we had uh, those that had been uh, resulted in murder from carjacking or attempts being 31. So that gives a, a summary in terms of what are the contributory factors in terms of the murders that have been uh, recorded in the current court. Then looking at the places of occurrence in terms of the murder, again, I will focus on the murder, keeping in uh, mind that we are still working on the same sample size of 5,226. The highest contributory place was public places of 2,268 murders taking place at such a, a place. Then uh, the second highest contributor in terms of place was uh, at the residence of the perpetrator or the victim that had resulted in 1,350 of the murders. At number three, we had a mode of tra transport, that is those that happened either at, in a car or a bus or a taxi, 184. Then we had uh, those that happened at the liquor outlets, uh, either a shebin or a tavern or a nightclub, uh, resulted in 156. Then at number five, we had uh, those that happened at the uh, 
agricultural land farms or uh, small holdings with uh, 78. Then in the next slide, we look at the matter in terms of the provincial breakdown also in terms of uh, the lockdown levels and also the month. We had uh, more of the matters happening in the month of January. That is an 872 increase. Followed uh, in January, in February, we had 104. Then in the month of March, we had uh, 131. Then in terms of the percentage contribution to the matters in terms of the province, the province of KwaZulu-Natal contributed 26% to the matters. Gauteng contributed uh, 23% to the matters. Eastern Cape contributed uh, 17% and the Western Cape contributed uh, 17%. These four provinces contributed 83% to the total matters that had been reported in the current court. Then when we look at the ratios whereby we take into consideration the population within the respective provinces and also the number of matters that had been reported in that particular province, the Eastern Cape had the highest per capita matter of 15.7 per 100,000, followed by the Western Cape with 14.1 per 100,000, KwaZulu-Natal 13.6 per 100,000, Gauteng at number four with 8.8 per 100,000, and the Free State at number five with 8.2 per 100,000. Then the top 30 stations in terms of the murder, I will just touch on the top 10. What is uh, worth noting there is that the first two or number one and number two stations, in fact, the top three stations in terms of murder are all from the KwaZulu-Natal province. That is number one was Umlazi, two Inanda, three places Lyre. And the uh, following uh, five was, were in the Western Cape province. That is uh, Arare, Greifontein, Delft, Mfuleni, Kayalicha. And then we had uh, Kahiso in the Western, in, in the Gauteng at number nine. And then Mtata in the Eastern Cape at number 10. So the top 10 provinces are three stations from KwaZulu-Natal, five stations from the Western Cape, one station from Gauteng, and one station from the Eastern Cape. Those stations make up the top 10 mega stations in the country. Then we have uh, already touched on the causative factors for MEDA, but then what we added in this instance, we just look at the provincial breakdown in terms of uh, the causative factors that we had talked to. The Western Cape had 205 matters that were attributable to arguments. At number two, we had KwaZulu-Natal at 199 of the matters attributable to arguments, then Gauteng, 132. Then in terms of uh, robberies, uh, uh, KZN had the highest number of robberies, of matters attributable to robbery at 85, then Gauteng was number two with 57, uh, Western Cape uh, number three with 40 of the matters attributable to robberies, and then uh, Eastern Cape at number four with 27 of the matters attributable to robberies. Then the gang-related, as I indicated, we had 166 gang-related matters, of which 161 were attributable to the Western Cape, 
Eastern Cape had four medals attributable to gang-related, and the Free State had one. Taxi-related, we had uh, nine in the Houghton province and nine in the Western Cape, and then KZN had eight of the medals attributable to taxi-related. Then in terms of looking at the confirmed counts where liquor and drugs were involved, we had 156 medals where alcohol was used, and then 13 of the medals where drugs were indicated to have been used. Then 1,290, it was indicated that the alcohol was used in terms of the rapes, and then 143, it was indicated that drugs were used either during or after, before the commission of the rape. Then the assault GBH, alcohol was used in terms of uh, 3,810 uh, assault GBH, and then 140, it was drugs. Confirmed incidents of murder that happened at a liquor outlet or a tavern, we had 156 murders at such facilities, 198 attempted murders, 59 rapes, and the 1,944 assault GPAs that happened at confirmed uh, places where liquor is being sold. That is your tavern, shebin, pubs, bar, or nightclub. Then looking at the matter of uh, police officials, we had the uh, 27 matters of police officials that were recorded in the current quarter, of which seven of the police officers were killed while they were on duty, and 20 were killed whilst they were off duty. When you compare to the previous comparative quarter, we had three more police officers that were killed uh, in the current quarter when you compare to the previous uh, quarter. And most of these murders happened in the province of Pazulu Natal, which had uh, 11 murders more, and then Gauteng had uh, five murders that had been recorded. That is a, a case that then had three murders more from three to 11, and then the Gauteng also had three murders more from two to five, and then the third was uh, the province of the Eastern Cape, which had uh, four murders, a reduction of three from the previous part. Then in terms of the murders that had happened at the farming community, we had uh, in the current quarter, we had uh, 12 murders that had been uh, reported or 12 victims that had succumbed to their injuries during uh, the commission of uh, crimes like robberies at residential premises and assault GBH. Uh, this is a reduction of, uh, it is an increase of one murder more when you compare to the previous quarter. In the previous quarter, we had uh, 11 murders of uh, farming community. In the current quarter, we had 12, that is one more. And these 12 murders happened uh, in uh, 11 incidents. That is one of the incidents that resulted in two murders. Then in terms of the rapes, we have all the provinces having recorded the increases in terms of the rape. Gauteng contributed 21%, KZN contributed 19%, Eastern Cape contributed 17%, Western Cape contributed 12% to the rapes that have been reported. And in total, these four provinces contributed 70 of the rapes, 70% of the rapes that have been reported in the current cost. Then per ratio, 
500,000. The Eastern Cape was leading again as it was leading in terms of the metas at 27.6, Then the second was Free State at 24.2 rapes per 100,000. Northern Cape was number three at 20.4 per 100,000 rapes. And then Northwest was at number four at 18.5 per 100,000 rapes. Then the top 80 stations in terms of the rapes, they are led at the top there by uh, uh, Lusiki Siki. And uh, the top five stations are from four different provinces. That is uh, from the Eastern Cape, KwaZulu Natal, Western Cape, and Limpopo. We had, uh, I think it's uh, Limpopo was Toyando. And we had two stations in the, from the Western Cape, that is Inanda and Places Liar. And we had Lusikisiki in the Eastern Cape and Delft in the Western Cape. These uh, make up the top five stations in terms of the rapes. Then in terms of uh, the places of occurrence from a sample size of uh, 7,031, that is a 65% sample. We had uh, 4,653 rapes having occurred at the residence of the perpetrator or a victim. And then in terms of the provincial breakdown, KZN had 1,009 rapes happening at such uh, places. Then the second highest was the Eastern Cape where the rapes happened at the residence of the perpetrator with 875. Then at number three, we had uh, Western Cape, which has 671 rapes happening at the places of uh, the perpetrator or the victim. Then number four, we had Houting with 608. Now, those that happened at the taxi, within a taxi or a bus, we had uh, 206, of which uh, 51 of those happened in the Eastern Cape. And then in that number two, we had the Western Cape with 41. Then the rapes that happened at public places was 1,101, whereby we had uh, most of these rapes having occurred in the province of KwaZulu-Natal with 148. No, the most were in the Eastern Cape with 229, then followed by uh, Kauteng province with 211, then uh, KwaZulu Natal, we had 148. Then uh, Northwest, we had uh, 131 of the rapes being taken place at public places. Then moving on to selected contact crimes against women and children. In terms of the women and women, that is uh, those that are 18 years and above in the current quarter. We had 134 more murders uh, that had been uh, committed or where the victims were women. Uh, we had uh, 898 in the current quarter compared to 764 in the previous quarter. Then attempted murders, we had an increase of 297 in terms of the, the victims being women. And then assault GPH, we had 2,414 increase where the victims were women. In terms of the children, that is both uh, boys and girls from the ages of zero up to and including 17 years, 
We had 83 more murders in the current quarter. We had a reduction of 24 attempted murders where the victim was children. And we also had an increase of 218 in terms of assault GBH where the victims were children from the ages of zero up to and including 17 years. Then uh, in terms of the provincial breakdown also in terms of the crimes that were domestic related uh, 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 classified as domestic related, that is instances whereby it was indicated that there was a relationship between the victim and the perpetrator, either being an uncle, ex-husband, etc. Looking at the murders, we had uh, 197 murders that had been classified as domestic related, of which 134 of the victims were female and uh, 63 were male. The province that had uh, the highest number of uh, domestic related murders was the province of the Western Cape with 42. Then number two was the Eastern Cape with 41 of the murders attributed to domestic violence. Houting had 36 domestic violence related murders. KwaZulu Natal had uh, at number four with 28 murders attributable to domestic violence. Then in terms of the rapes that were attributable to domestic violence, we had 665, where again, the Western Cape had the 162 of the rapes attributable to domestic violence. Number two was Houten with 135 of the rapes attributable to domestic violence. And then the Eastern Cape with 100 of the rapes attributable to domestic violence. Assault GBH, we had 6,225 attributable to domestic violence, of which female were victims in 5,037 and male were victims in 1,188. And the province with the highest number of uh, assault GBH attributable to domestic violence was Houghton with 1,702. Number two was the Western Cape with 1,255. Then number three was the Eastern Cape with 801 then the rest of the crimes can be seen from the slide. Then looking at the phenomena of uh, kidnapping, we recorded the increases in all the nine provinces in terms of the crime of kidnapping. And we also recorded increases across all the months of the quarter. That is in January, we had an increase of 405 kidnapping cases in the February, we had 466 more when compared to the previous period. In March, we had 604 more <laughs> kidnapping cases when compared to the March of the previous year. And in total, we had a, an increase of 1,726 kidnapping cases, uh, resulting in uh, 3,306 from 1,580, 109.2% increase. And in terms of the top 80 kidnapping stations, uh, what one can say about this slide is that uh, only three provinces appear in the top 80 kidnapping stations, whereby 22 of the stations are stations that are in the Houting province uh, led at the top by uh, uh, Kempton Park. Then the seven stations are from uh, Pazulu Natal, 
led by Inanda, and we only had one station in Mpumalanga province, uh, that is Delmas. So we had only three provinces in the top 30 kidnapping uh, stations with 22 of these stations in uh, Gauteng, seven in KwaZulu-Natal and one in the Mpumalanga province. Then in terms of the circumstances or causative factors that led to the kidnapping from a sample size of 2,848, then if one case is that uh, we, the circumstances around uh, the kidnapping were clearly not identified, then uh, you can then see in terms of the contribution, what was the crime that contributed mostly to the kidnapping related uh, 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 circumstances. We had a hijacking with uh, 1,147 uh, hijacking cases uh, also contributing to kidnapping. That is a 45% contribution to the sample size of uh, 2,000 847. Then the second uh, contributor was uh, robbery related, that is 18%. Then uh, rape related were, uh, contributed 11%. And so was retaliation and revenge contributing 11%. Uh, taxi related kidnappings contributed 1%. Then 4% was a uh, domestic related. Con uh, domestic-related kidnappings. Ransom contributed 3% to the kidnappings. Children removed from uh, the Guardian without permission, the contribution was 2%. And then mob justice contributed 1%. And then extortion cases contributed 1% to the kidnapping cases. Then uh, uh, sexual assault and human trafficking, although they had a 10 and 12 respectively, in terms of the percentages, it came down to close to 0% when taking into consideration the total of the kidnapping cases. Then in terms of the three of crimes, uh, which is your robbery rest, robbery non-rest, and robbery of cash in transit, which are called three of crimes, and the additional of carjacking. We had uh, increases in the decreases in the province of uh, Free State, the Northern Cape, and the uh, Western Cape. In January, we had 665 increases in terms of the three of crimes. Then in February 64, in March, we had a decrease of 23. Then in terms of the top 30 stations, we had a uh, the highest uh, contributor in terms of the trio crimes was uh, Mamelodi East, number two was Harare, number three, Inanda, four, Plessis Liar, and five, Tembrisa. And of these top 30 stations in the trio crimes, five have uh, recorded decreases. That is uh, your Honeydew, and then we had uh, Pine Town, Ivory Park, Oliven, Old Bosch, Kempton Park. Umlazi and the Kahiso recording decreases, and we also had the station of Nyanga recording a decrease of 35.5% when compared to the previous cut. Then in terms of carjacking, we had the province of the Western Cape recording a decrease of 19, and the other eight provinces recording increases. 
Uh, in the month of January, February and March, we had uh, increases across all the months. In January, 489 more cardiac cases. In February, 211. And in the month of March, 189 more. Then Mamilori East was the highest station in terms of uh, <coughs> carjacking. Then at number two and three, we had Harare and Philippi East in the Western Cape. Number four was Alexander and number five was Nyang. Of these stations in the top 2023 are in the province of Gauteng, four are in the Western Cape, two in the KwaZulu-Natal, and we had one station in Mpumalanga, which is Fosman at number 10. Then robbery at non-residential premises, only two provinces recorded increases, that is the Eastern Cape and the Northwest and the rest of the provinces recorded decreases in terms of this particular crime. And we only had an increase in the month of January of 58. In February, we had a decrease of 102, and March, a decrease of 128. Then in terms of the top 30 stations, we had a number one was Johannesburg Central, two East London, three Devon Central, four Jamestown, and five Anijou making the top five in terms of uh, top five stations in terms of uh, robbery at non-residential premises. Then robbery at residential premises, similar to robbery at non-residential premises, we had an increase in the month of January, then a decrease in the month of February of 45, and another decrease in the month of March of 84. And uh, the provinces of Gauteng, Guazulu, Natal, Limpopo, Mpumalanga, and Northwest uh, recorded increases. The rest recorded decreases. Then in terms of the top 30 stations, number one was uh, Plessis Liar in the Guazulu, Natal, and another station in Guazulu, Natal at number two, which is Inanda, and another station in Guazulu, Natal, which is Padubuza, making the top three. Then uh, two stations from Gauteng, which is Tenvisa and Deep Slot, uh, completing the top five. Then in terms of uh, robbery in robbery of cash in transit, we had an increase in the month of uh, January of 12 counts more. In February, an increase of two counts more. Then we had a decrease in the month of March of three counts less. Overall, we had uh, 11 counts more of robbery of cash in transit from 42 in the previous quarter to 53 in the current quarter. And the increases were recorded in the province of Free State with three counts more, Houghton, three counts more, Guazulu Natal, three counts more, Limpopo, two counts more, and then the Northwest and the Mbumalanga in the Western Cape with one count more each in the respective provinces. Then in terms of the top 30 stations, the top five stations in the top 30 cash in transit are stations that are in the province of Gauteng, led by Deep Slot, Olive and Outdoors, Western Area, Eden Park and Deep Roof, making the top five stations in terms of cash in transit. Then uh, in terms of uh, stock theft, we had uh, recorded an increase of 154. That is from 6,089 to 6,000, 
248, resulting in 2.5% increase. The Eastern Cape recorded a decrease of 189, Gauteng recorded a decrease of 20, Western Cape recorded a decrease of 20, of 32, resulting in a 17.4% decrease. And uh, in the month of January and February, we recorded an increase of 128 counts more in terms of stock theft, 39 counts more in the month of February, and 13 counts less in the month of March. Then the top stations in terms of the stock theft, they were led by Impenje in KwaZulu-Natal, Mtata in the Eastern Cape at number two, Amangwe in KwaZulu-Natal at number three, Biji at number four, and then Tawamshope in KwaZulu-Natal making the top five uh, stock theft stations. Then uh, we also looked at uh, what we termed uh, the core diversion of uh, police uh, responsibilities, whereby the police's resources are taken to police uh, other factors uh, that are not necessarily within the control of the police. Uh, cumulatively, we have had uh, 600 incidents which were termed unrest, uh, having taken place in the previous quarter, that is from the January to October. And the breakdown was uh, 84 was in the Western Cape, in the Eastern Cape, 53 in the Free State, Houting 131, KZN 92, uh, Limpopo 66, uh, Bumalanga 48, the Northwest 61, Northern Cape 26, the Western Cape 39. Then those that were termed peaceful incidents, we had uh, recorded 1,640, which uh, required the attention of the police, and the breakdown was 131 in the Eastern Cape, 113 in Free State, uh, 425 in Gauteng, 400 in KwaZulu-Natal, 174 in Mpoko, uh, 96 in Mpumalanga, 85 in the Northwest, Northern Cape 68 and the Western Cape 148. So in total, when you add both the unrest and the peaceful, we had uh, 2,240 incidents which required the attention of the police. And uh, I believe that Jefferson, that is the end of the briefing of the quarter four crime statistics which had uh, taken place from between the month of January 1st, 2022 to the 31st of March, 2022. I thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. You can remove the presentation now. Um, Honorable Minister, uh, the team from SAPS and all those present honorable members, uh, the overall increase of 9.3% in the reported crime statistics is a serious concern. This committee has to take note of it. And I think that uh, our response to this has to be firm. And uh, I think we need further oversight on this matter. It is uh, uh, General Sekukunen, could you switch off your mic, please? Uh, we need to do a lot more work on this. It is unfortunate that members only receive the crime stats 
in the morning and literally see it for the first time when we do the presentation. Uh, this doesn't allow them to interrogate the information very well. Uh, we then need to another meeting, and we said this before, where we receive the presentation and in the following meeting, we actually do an analysis and interrogate the crime statistics. Um, I'm concerned about the um, annual number for murders per 100,000 people per population. Can we highlight this statistic and give this as an annual amount uh, and as an annual figure? Uh, since this is an international benchmark, and while these are quarterly statistics, it is for the final quarter. Uh, can we reflect on annual statistics too? Uh, why are we no longer doing so? Is this a new, um, is this a new kind of format? Uh, is it now new SAPS policy? Um, I'm not sure how this came about. When we asked for quarterly crime statistics, it did not say that we should no longer do the um, annual crime statistics. Uh, of the top 30 serious community crime stations, Honeydew, which is a northern Johannesburg suburban police station, is number two. Uh, after Cape Town CBD and ahead of Johannesburg and Durban CBD stations. How does a very small police station that is still located in a rental farmhouse have such a high reporting rate? Um, some of these station commanders of the top five or six stations have to come to the committee to explain their high crime statistics and their high crime rates. Um, my next concern is that the top three murder stations are in KwaZulu-Natal. Uh, one of them, you said, is Placis Lar, a suburb of Pietermaritzburg. Why are what are the main causes of the murder trends there? Uh, can we prompt the possibility of any politically related murders? The Western Cape has the next five top murder stations. Why is this so? A large portion of the top 30 stations where rape was reported are located in rural areas. Uh, why is this so? How many of these cases result in arrest and conviction? Uh, lastly, if you look at the increase in trio crimes, these are directed mainly at some form of poverty, some from poverty and therefore for monetary gain. Um, the minister has consistently spoken about the relationship between socio-economic conditions and the places where these crimes take place. Um, could we give a, a better explanation for this? We cannot just make this statement all the time. Uh, there has to be some form of response to this. And uh, I think um, we have to then, as a committee, interrogate these matters very much further. This is our mandate. Reducing crime in the country is our mandate. And the committee has to take this much more seriously. Uh, honourable members, I'll now take your hands. Uh, honourable Groenewald, Ter Blanche, uh, and then Whitfield, 
Meshu. I'll start with Grunewald. Morning, Chair. Uh, Chairperson, thank you. Firstly, I must say, Honourable Chair, as you said, and I agree with you, um, these statistics uh, surely is quite disturbing. I mean, if uh, you look at murder rate, uh, up 22.2%. But what is most disturbing for me, uh, Chairperson, is when we come to women and children, where, for instance, the murder of children with an increase of 37.2% and on women, 17.5%. Uh, uh, now, if you look at the figure of children, I say it's most disturbing because also if you link this up with, for instance, kidnapping, and I have a question on the kidnapping, uh, the causative matters or factors, it states that human trafficking is only 12 of the 2,849. Uh, is that correct? Because in my mind, I have it that human trafficking uh, is playing quite a big role and is becoming a more increased problem in South Africa. Uh, I would just have, have more and better explanation and clarity on the causative factors when it comes to kidnapping, for instance, hijacking. Uh, is it because of the hijacking that uh, people are then taken uh, also and that is seen as kidnapping? So I want clarity on that. Chairperson, I also would like uh, to have clarity on the trio crimes. Um, and I've checked uh, in previous presentations, the trio crimes was actually seen as carjacking, robbery at the residential and robbery at non-residential. Now I see the definition, uh, carjacking is taking out of the trio crimes uh, and uh, cash in transit is now added to that. Can I just have clarity on that? Uh, lastly, Chairperson, uh, also when it comes to farm murders, I also just want to make uh, also clarity. We're talking about 11 incidents with 12 victims. But now these incidents, are they, for instance, now, sorry, are they now attacks? Because I don't think that is correct. And I would like to ask that we get the farm attacks, the statistics on farm attacks as well. Uh, except, of course, if I can get the clarity to understand that the 11 incidents uh, are actually the attacks. So I'd like to have clarity on that, Chairperson, and I agree with you. We will have to need some explanation on these crime statistics. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Tablanche, and then Whitfield, uh, Meshu, uh, Shembeni, Merekwa, your hand was also up. Could I have Honorable Tablanche now? Chairperson, thank you. This is indeed very, very disturbing figures. Chairperson, the crimes, we, we saw rising crime stats, you know, in just about all categories. Chairperson, to bring it, to, to drive it sort of home, 
we had 27 police murders. Now, if you, if you, you know, uh, calculate that on a full calendar year, it means that if that trend is going on like that, that we are having to have more than 100 police officials murdered over one year. Then again, you know, if looking at farm murders, we have in the region of 11, 12, also per quarter, meaning that we are heading for 50 in the, in the region of 50 murders of farmers uh, uh, yearly. Um, the rapes are increased. Chairperson, this is really a very, very disturbing picture, meaning that the police is losing the fight against crime. The stuff that we were supposed to be focusing on, uh, gender-based violence and stuff like that, everything is increasing. Chairperson, this cannot go on like this. And we need serious, serious, you know, explanations what is happening here. Um, you know, in any, in any self-respecting country, the minister would have resigned by now. We saw already that, um, that the previous national commissioner um, left. And I really think it's time for the minister seriously to consider to follow his previous national commissioner. Chairperson, this is totally unacceptable. South Africa is at war with itself. You know, I think it's going worse here in terms of murders. The Ukraine apparently seems to be a very safe place at the moment. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Tablanche. Honorable Whitfield. Thank you very much, Chairperson. I think that um, we all share the same sentiments, and I'm sure the Minister would support our views, that these are some of the most horrific crime stats that we've been faced with in uh, recent memory. Our country has become a crime scene where kidnapping has increased by over 100% year to year. This is an absolutely shocking crime statistic. Murder up over 20%, sexual offenses up. It's a bloodbath, Chairperson. And I think that without repeating everything that uh, will inevitably be said, this committee deserves to know what strategies are failing. Uh, what is SAPS actually putting in place to tackle the very specific crimes such as kidnapping and cash and transit heists? Uh, and why are these strategies not effective? What are the reasons for the failure of these strategies to curb violent crime in our country? In particular, these specialized crimes, uh, which should be easier for us to tackle uh, rather than community-based crimes, which are prolific. Um, is it a failure of crime intelligence? Uh, is it a failure of the strategy? Is it a failure of leadership? What is it? We need the reasons why SAPS is struggling to get hold of this. We know that 61% of SAPS members do not believe that they are winning the fight against crime. We can now see that in the crime statistics. And I think we deserve an honest and frank assessment of why it is that uh, the SAPS is failing to deal with a range of crimes, but specifically some of the ones that I've listed, Chair. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Honorable Whitfield. Uh, Honorable Meshu and then Shimbeni. Thank you, Chairperson. We 
it would be an understatement to say we are disappointed. Um, the stats, these crime statistics indeed are a clear indication that the police are losing the fight against crime. And it would not be helpful to be told that the police are not losing the fight against crime. The figures speak for themselves. They are very, very disturbing. So I agree with my colleagues that we need to be informed. What has gone wrong? Is it the problem of leadership? Unfortunately, some of the statements made will be repeated. But to emphasize the points, we have to repeat some of them. When we saw the violence that happened last year in July, most people spoke about intelligence having failed the country. And it seems that uh, this is the case, that we have poor intelligence in security clusters. So I would want to know what is being done to ensure that those who are involved and officers in the intelligence cluster are doing their job. The fact that um, we don't have the details of what they do and where they are working, um, while one understands why the details are not given, but how can you be sure that those who are involved in intelligence are working and not just resting, taking holiday or whatever? So we are very concerned at these statistics that are also sending a, a poor message to the outside world that South Africa definitely has leadership that is failing them, and South Africans seem to be doing nothing about it. So what has gone wrong? Because definitely something has gone wrong. Now, to look at um, the problem of arson that uh, has increased, we are told, by 24.3%, and uh, malicious damage to property by 15.3%. I would want to know how successful um, the police have been in arresting and um, doing proper um, proper uh, investigation that would end in convictions. Because we seldom hear about convictions for those who were arrested for malicious damage to property. And many times you just hear one out of the whole mob who appears in court. And I would want to know why. Are our detectives on top of their job? Or why are the convictions, conviction rate so low? The arrests are also low. The people who are arrested are very few. And uh, when these arsons take place, mobs are involved. So where is the problem? Now, the interesting thing was to, to note that crimes that were reported during adjusted level three 
were much higher than those reported under adjusted level one. What could be the reasons why during level three you have more than during one? Um, another disturbing one is uh, the murder of women and children that is increasing. One of the things that have been reported is that um, a number of kidnappings are also bringing kidnappings. The people who are kidnapped, many of them are used for multi-purposes and others are, take, are, are kidnapped for ransom. Obviously, there are others also for sex and human trafficking. Now, are, are the police able to tell us of those kidnappings? How many end up uh, increasing the number of murder of women and children? And how many of them are taken to other countries um, to be sexual, sexual sex slaves? The murder of police officers is another great concern. What is being done to protect the police? Something I raised before that I want to raise again, which is a serious concern because some of them speak for themselves. They say it's difficult to do your job, to arrest, to be hard. Uh, particularly when you deal with people in your community, when they know that you um, are going to use public transport. You get into a taxi, get into a train, and then you see the person whose friend you have arrested or a person that ran away from you. Obviously, you become an enemy to those people. So it is a delicate one, I know. But what is being done to protect the police after they have done their job and arrested many people, are they still expected to take a train with the same people, use public transport with the same people who hate them, who want to get rid of them? There must be a way of protecting our police because the number of police that are killed in this country um, is totally unacceptable. And uh, we would want to see action being, being taken to protect our police. Thank you, Chairman. Thank you, Honorable Meshu. Honorable Shembeni. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, a lot has been said by uh, our fellow honorable members about the crime stats. But I'm happy because the minister, before uh, we started saying anything, the minister did say that, yeah, the crime stats are not looking good at all. Uh, murder, sexual offenses, attempted murder has gone very high. And then it's a really disturbing to us, especially when we look at uh, crimes against women and children. We are crying every day, but it seems as if we are failing. Uh, the criminals are winning against us. Let's look at the crime stats between 2021 and 2022, the same uh, period. 2021, we had 347,920. 
Now we've got 380,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,387,
to deal with uh, their issues. So issues of strategy and outlining them, I don't think on the platform we need to be doing that, but we need a, another level or another platform where we can sit, maybe as a committee with the police to see what is it that can be done in addressing the current scourge of crime that is uh, taking over the country in Honorable Murekwa, we lost you. Honorable Murekwa. Honorable members, uh, while we are waiting for Honorable Murekwa, and I'll uh, call her again, I am going to um, shorten the presentations next week, Wednesday, and the engagement next week, Wednesday, on the forensic science laboratories and uh, the new systems of CETA, uh, since we have dealt with that quite extensively. Uh, next week, Wednesday, uh, so we'll deal with that for an hour. And then after that, we'll deal with the crime stats. Um, since the picture that we are painting is quite bleak. So next. Hello, week, Chair. We are, <laughs> yes, you are back now. Okay. Okay. Sorry, it was network. Sorry for that. No, I was saying that uh, I don't know were members able to kept to hear me earlier, but I was saying that it means that we still need to a lot needs to be done. And that uh, needing of a meeting where we can sit uh, and strategize and assess the police, because these platforms are not just to criticize and deal with one another, but also to see how best the police can deal and work on the issues of fighting crime in our communities. But also, crime is not just the responsibility of the police. We need all hands on deck. The stats reveal that some people were, have been killed and uh, raped outside Shebins certain areas so people business owners communities everybody we need to all play a role in fighting crime i'm also uh, so noticed from the from the states chair that the issue of arson we have seen lately over the news that uh, there are specific areas where people target uh, certain suburbs and burn the areas for no reason. So I think uh, it, the stats really reflect on those issues. And I think they've covered a lot of areas, the drugs, GBV, that is taking over in the country. So we all need strat to strategize and make sure that communities get involved and make sure that we assist one another, another in fighting crime. It cannot be just finger pointing to the police, but um, the police also need to sit and see what strategies they need to come up with because criminals strategize all the time. So we will be chasing criminals, they plan and they run away and we will be forever chasing. So we appreciate also areas where proactive policing was done, where people were arrested before even committing the crime. So I think, Chair, that will be my input, but we all need hands on deck, all hands on deck to fight crime in our country and assist where we can in making sure that that we assist the police, but not taking the law into our own hands as communities. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, thank you, Honorable Marekwa. I repeat, we'll continue this discussion next week, Wednesday. 
we cannot just have a, a superficial understanding of what is happening. We'll, uh, the, this is one of the main responsibilities of the committee, and uh, um, we should take full responsibility for what we have seen today. Um, we are not the only uh, uh, stakeholders which is, is responsible, but uh, we are the oversight body. And uh, if we do not do our oversight work uh, properly, we have to also assess our own uh, uh, position in this and how effective we are as a committee. Honorable members, we had earlier stated that we'll have a retreat, which will be one in person. Um, the offices of the minister, uh, the national commissioner and parliament needs to urgently prioritize this in-person retreat, uh, where, as Honorable Marekwa said, we had told ourselves earlier, much earlier, that we need such a strategic planning session, not just to go through annual performance plans and lengthy documents, but get to the bottom of addressing crime and fighting crime and corruption in our country. Honorable Minister, I hand over to you. You can also introduce your team that will respond. Thanks very much, uh, Chair. The team is still here. It will be led by uh, General Voma on specific issues. Uh, the kidnapping, uh, the, the classification as honorable uh, terror, uh, Hronevalte asked. But Chair, just one or two things. I, I, the, the, the compilation of these quotas continues, Chair. There might have been some uh, shortfall or, or confusion uh, last time, but the, this annual still comes, Chair. So I want to clarify that and put that these quotas must be put together and come September and we give the annual. Uh, you raise the issue of places large, Chairperson. Uh, is a station that was meant for two township original. And today is something that you can't tell how, how, how big that community around that police station. But Jefferson, I, I would definitely uh, encourage and thank the sitting down and looking at the crime states as the call is made by the chair and the portfolio committee. Uh, because as, as a police ourselves, we'd like to put some issues uh, on the chapel and how to deal with them. Uh, Chairperson, as you look at slide, uh, I think it's slide 12, place of occurrence, some of categories of conduct crime, Chairperson. Uh, the, the, you, you look at the tabling, residences of perpetrators, victims, including residences known by victims perpetrator, e.g., family, friends, and all that. Look at the figure of the people that are murdered in that place. Look at the attempted murder. Look at the, GP, at the GPH that is happening at the places of that are supposed to be safety. As you go, Jefferson, at slide 23, again, rare place of occurrence. Residences of perpetrator, victim, including residences known by victim, perpetrator, e.g. family, friends, neighbors. Look at the figures, 4,653 happening that, and at the public 
1,120. So th this sitting down and working chairperson uh, may be also working around the integrated violence uh, against violence uh, crime approach that has been passed by the cabinet and all of us getting involved, it will really, it will really help. It's, 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 it's an invitation that we are happy and actually we love to get the time, sit down and get the proper analysis on the matters. Historical pol policy in Chairperson, come 2010, 195,000 police, come uh, with the 50 million South Africans, come 2022, I'm told 63 million South Africans with 176 uh, poli uh, policing personnel. So le let's all sit down chair and get this analysis. And uh, I'm, I'm glad quite several members, including a member, uh, Honorable Whitefield, we agree that we'll have to find the answers as we go there. And uh, we, we, we request that we get enough time to put this analysis. Uh, and the members of the South African police, especially the statistician, will have to give us a better analysis. How many people are arrested? As the question has been raised. Maybe he will say now, but it will need analysis. You raise the issue, Chair, of the rural areas. Maybe it will be good how many crimes registered there, uh, be able to give what we call the case, the, 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 the case management. How many are in court, Chair? How many people that have been uh, uh, found guilty? How many are on bail, Chair? How many are on repeated bail and for what kind of cases? So maybe we'll, we'll have to go and do that analysis so that when we sit down, uh, we, pu we put a broader picture for the better understanding and the better advice. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave the rest of the specific question to General Voma for his team, for her team to respond, Chair. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, thank you, Honorable Minister. We'll arrange that session urgently um, as we all recognize the urgent need for such a session. Um, General Vuma. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Let me also welcome uh, the questions by our honorable members, most of them which are mostly comments re requesting certain clarity uh, in a number of areas. Let me also appreciate our minister who has already uh, rounded up about the way forward in terms of what needs uh, to be happening. There were a few questions that required a certain clarity in regard to, amongst others, the trio of crimes, kidnappings, and as well as how are we classifying some of those uh, uh, categories. I will uh, allow General Skukuni to uh, explain those particular type of, question, of questions. And also, I will equally request um, um, General Mutlala, who is representing the Deputy National Commissioner Policing, to explain some of the uh, issues that have been raised. Also, General Mohale and the detective rates, uh, detectives uh, environment with regard to issues of convictions 
and related uh, clarity seeking questions. I must also say after these three uh, uh, generals, honorable chairperson, we also have uh, provincial commissioners who are with us here. In the maybe top four provinces, we will allow General um, Kwanazi, General Mawela, as well as uh, General Patekile to also explain some few questions that have been asked, starting with General Sukukuni, with your permission, uh, Chairperson, thank you. Uh, thank you, General Vuma. Uh, before you start, I would uh, really like to thank the provincial commissioners for being here as well. Uh, thank you very much, uh, and thank you very much for the statistics that we have on the provinces today. Uh, you may start responding now. Uh, thank you, Honorable Chair, the Minister of Police, the Deputy National Commissioner General Uma. I think uh, the question that uh, I can respond to is the issue of the classification of uh, the trio crimes. I can safely say that uh, the, the arrow that points to carjacking, uh, robbery race, robbery non race, and uh, cash in transit was a uh, runners because uh, the, the, the trio crime still remains uh, uh, carjacking, robbery race, robbery non race. Because if you are to take the total that has been uh, reported under the trio crimes, which is uh, 15,369. I think uh, it's on uh, slide number eight. It's 15,369. It is made up of the sum of robbery at residential premises, which is 5,267 on uh, slide 36. And then uh, you add that to robbery at non-residential premises, of 4,700, uh, I think it's on, uh, it's on slide number 34. And then you add the 5,402 of the carjacking, which is on slide 32. Then the sum total of all those, of those three crimes, robbery, rest, robbery, non-rest, and carjacking, they give you the sum total which is reflected as the total on slide number 30 of uh, the trio crimes of 15,369. So that classification has not changed. It's still the same as it was. The only misleading uh, thing might have been that uh, that uh, arrow that covers the trio crime is uh, uh, a line down, whereas it should have been a line up. So the categorization has not yet changed. Then uh, on the issue of, uh, I think it was uh, 11 incidents of Pharmatex. We, we recorded uh, 11 incidents. Okay, let me just get to the slide. So that uh, we had uh, 11 incidents which resulted in 12 victims. And those incidents might be termed as Pharmatex because Six of those murders happened during the commission of, no, some of the murders happened during the commission of a robbery 
at residential premises, which is indicated just next to the graph, whereby there were six robbery at residential premises, which had, uh, might have resulted in some of those murders. And the crime that had uh, happened during the commission of these other crimes, like a murder happening with an arson, either one body or two body, uh, resulting in that. And then uh, where an attempted murder also happened with a murder on a, on a farm attack. But if uh, needs be, we can then uh, refine the heading there and call it the uh, farm attacks together with the farm murders that had happened, if it will then be to the satisfactory of the honorable member that can be done. Then there was a question that was asked by Honorable Meshwe regarding why are the crimes high during level three and uh, low at level one. I think uh, the Honorable Member would appreciate that uh, at the higher levels of lockdown, we had higher restrictions than at lower levels of lockdown. For instance, at level at lockdown level three, you might find that, uh, as we have already indicated, that alcohol in some instances does play a role in the commission of these crimes. You find that there is restriction of movement, there is restrictions in terms of the times and the days on which alcohol can be sold and consumed. So as you take out the enablers to the commissions of those crimes at those higher levels, then you go to level one, then you find that those enablers are so restricted and limited, then they result in the possibilities or the, the probability of a crime being committed being significantly reduced. So that's why you see that when you compare lockdown levels that are maybe far apart, like level five to level one, you find that the increase is high as you compare level four to level one, it becomes closer. But as the lockdown levels converge towards the same levels, you find that the changes or the differences or the increases between the crimes that are committed during the same lockdown levels converge towards a, a, a small difference. So that uh, explains why we have uh, lockdown levels uh, crimes uh, 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 differing to lockdown levels, uh, crimes at uh, level one. Then uh, I think uh, in terms of uh, the, the places, like uh, I think there was the question of Delmas. I think one uh, needs to appreciate that, of course, there needs to be further analysis because what is being reported in terms of the crime statistics, it is the place where the crime has been reported at the police station. So you find that if it is, it might have happened on the N4 as a carjacking in the Delmas area, but it will be reported at the Delmas police station. Hence you find that uh, uh, what we have in the kidnappings are those that are reported at the Delmas police station. It's not where the crime has been, uh, it's where the crime has been committed and reported within the policing precinct. That's why you have such. I think uh, I, I have covered those that are statistics related. Uh, I will then uh, 
hand over to other members uh, to respond to the questions. Thank you, uh, Honorable Chair. Thank you very much, uh, General Vuma. Who's next? General Mosala, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you, um, uh, Honorable Chairperson and Honorable Members, uh, to our Minister, uh, Honorable General Bekitele, uh, and all senior managers uh, on the platform. Honorable Chair, um, from the side of the SAPS, um, if you look at on slide one, Honorable Chairperson and Honorable Members, uh, crime detected as a result of police action. You can see that the, there were a lot of um, crimes that were detected as a result of police action. Uh, for example, illegal possession of firearms, uh, uh, we did uh, increase and we had about 3,542 uh, where we increased with 358 and drug-related crimes we increased by uh, to 42,309 uh, with 6,377 cases more and driving under the influence of uh, alcohol or drugs which we increased also uh, by 11,000 uh, to, uh, to cases of 3,409, with a total increase of crimes detected as a result of police action increasing by 10,117. So uh, a lot indeed has been done by members of uh, South African Police Service and our, our, our partners to try and reduce the crime. But uh, 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 we, we, we fortunately just uh, in the previous week had a strategic session led by the National Commissioner with all the members of the Board of Commissioners, where we actually also looked at the picture, our, our crime picture, and, and reviewed also, we are currently busy reviewing some of our strategies, but we are also currently also honorable chairperson and members, uh, uh, still continue with our stabilization operations, specifically, with more focus, focusing uh, in geographical and organized crime approach, uh, amongst others in the following areas, uh, KwaZulu-Natal, Western Cape, Houghton Province, uh, Northwest, uh, also Mpumalanga, Limpopo Province, and Eastern Cape, just to mention a few. And in, in what we are doing, Honorable Chairperson and Honorable Members, is that we are all actually mobilizing and deploying our dedicated specialized uh, uh, operations teams, uh, which in comprising of intelligence and also including our crime detection family and also our members from the national intervention units and public order policing to ensure that we, we stabilize those type of areas. Uh, uh, indeed, uh, Chairperson, uh, one of the things that actually, if you look at the picture, uh, the crime picture from January, uh, especially for this quarter, from January to March. I think honorable chairperson and honorable members will observe that uh, it seems like majority of cases occurred, especially in January. So which which it's saying something to us, honorable chairperson and honorable members, that um, 
uh, and maybe going forward, uh, we need to ensure that uh, as we intensify our operations, especially our festive season operations, that uh, we must not, we must ensure that during January, we also intensify our our efforts and our our operations because it, it seems like that's where where we were where we were hit uh, the most uh, especially in january uh, honorable chairperson um, without any further ado i think that will be all from my side i submit well, thank you very much general mclala next the next one will be General Mohale with regard to issues of conviction raised against detectives environment. Thank you, Chair. Thank uh, Thank you, Chairperson, uh, honorable members, honorable minister, uh, colleagues. Um, in terms of the, mine is just on the convictions of um, a question that was raised by Honorable Mishwe in terms of the um, arson cases and malicious damage to property that has been reported. Yes, the, 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 the statistics there can be provided to say people, yes, are convicted when they've, uh, after intensive investigation, but Honorable Chair, the conviction of those crimes might not be a deterrence as such because people are not... Uh, severely sentenced to deter them not to commit the crime again. But uh, yes, after thorough investigation, people are arrested and people, doggers are sent to court and people are convicted. The, 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 the other issue that is um, actually taking so long to put those doggers before court on the chair is that uh, um, the arson will be committed and uh, there won't be people that can be arrested at the same time. So there will be investigation needed to be done. And after that investigation has been done, that is when the docket can be presented to court. Again in court, uh, there will be that uh, defense and ourselves where the docket will take long for the prosecution. But yes, prosecution is there, but it might not be a deterrent as such. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, thank you very much, uh, General. Mukhali, can we have the next? We, we can allow uh, Honorable Shepherds and those provinces that contribute a high number of stations in the top digit uh, stations of the uh, our picture. General Mkwanazi, General Mawela, as well as uh, Eastern Cape and Western. You may continue in that order. Thank you, Honorable Chair. It's uh, Provincial Commissioner KZN, Jerome Kwanazi. Um, Honorable Chair, and, and greetings to the Minister and Honorable Members, uh, the Acting National Commissioner. Chair, the Minister has already indicated the issue of places lay. Um, if you look at all the stations that appear in the top 30 stations in KZN province, the population size in all those stations versus the resources we have in the police and versus the challenge faced by the police with regard to the environmental design of those stations it remains a challenge. Um, our, our, our collection of intelligence and our efforts in terms of prevention of crime, the number of firearms we are, we are recovering, vehicles stolen, which are aimed at decreasing 
the number of uh, 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 criminals out there is it, it does not show on the crime stats. Uh, beside the fact that we are still comparing a court of, of this year versus the court of last year, but there's still a high level of crime that we experience in these stations in terms of volumes. It, it remains high. Chair, if I may just also indicate that in KZN as we speak, we have 122.94% overpopulation of prisons. So these are all the people that, that amounts to uh, 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 22,273 um, uh, criminals that are behind bars. The correctional facility in KZN has a capacity of 18,117 beds. So in actual fact, it means police are doing more than what the correctional facility can take in taking criminals to prison. Now, as, as, as it were right now, there's a crime summit in the province of KZN to try and find out exactly how should we go about reducing crime? How do we discourage communities from doing crime? There's quite a number of analyses of, of causative factors that makes communities reduce crime. Uh, in that strategic planning session, honorable chair and members, um, I'm sure Jarok Skukune will, will really present as to whether crime stats are the real measurement of the, of the police performance uh, in this regard. We're doing all, we're putting all efforts to take perpetrators, send them through criminal justice system and end up in prison. Prison can't take the volume. And, and the question is, what happens to those that cannot then land in prison? So we see petty, which is regarded now in courts as kind of petty crime that should not land a person in prison. You find a person with a small quantity of drugs, uh, is, that person is not sent into prison because of this population in prison. They are given a community uh, a type of, of, of service arrangement, punitive measures to go and clean a facility somewhere for a week or two or whatever the case may be. And, and then we see a, a cycle that is repeating where people start not fearing doing those type of criminal activities. And we know for a fact that once a person takes this substance and, and then they are bound to do other serious crimes such as murders, rapes and so forth that happens indoors. But if we can't take these people that are committing this crime of selling these small pills in street corners and send them to prison because the, the prison can't take the capacity. What then happens to those individuals? So these are the, the questions that we keep on having as we're engaging with the community on to try and find solutions. But in KZN, we are doing everything possible to look to, to try and fight crime. When we, when we measure the period over past five years, look at the total crime picture there's some, some encouraging figures there. When you look at the period of 12 months, there's some encouraging figures there. But when we, we monitor on quarterly basis, definitely in the last quarter, it looks completely wrong. Uh, it shouldn't be in that case. But we, we are doing level best to try and improve on this. Thanks so much. Uh, thank you very much, General Kwanazi, and uh, congratulations for the Crime Summit. It is something that we can really uh, learn from. And uh, of course, when we do our, our strategic planning session uh, and, and where we really look at the details and interrogate what is happening in SAPS and the 
criminal justice system. We'll invite all the provincial commissioners as well, Honourable Minister. Uh, next. Uh, thank you very much, Honourable Chairperson. This is uh, Lieutenant General Mawela, Halte Province. Firstly, greetings to you, Honourable Chairperson and Honourable Members, our Honourable Minister, DNCs, my colleagues in the meeting, and thanks once more for the opportunity. Yes, Gauteng, as we all know all the time that we are the biggest contributor. We are also not proud of, because we have uh, regressed a little bit. Normally we contribute 27%. Uh, to the national scoreboard, but uh, with this quarter, we have contributed 28% of the overall crime in, in the country. Firstly, Chairperson, let me also uh, align myself with the input made by Honorable Morekwa uh, that crime is not the, uh, the responsibility of the police alone. I fully agree with her in that uh, some of the crimes, if you look at what you are contributing, surely there is a lot which needs to be done by other departments. Um, hence, I believe and how can we believe that to fight crime, it must have a whole of government approach, uh, partnering with the societies, each one of us doing our bit, then we'll be able to can deal with the levels of crime. The biggest numbers in Gauteng, we generate them from the three categories. That is assault common, assault, GPH, and robbery aggravating. So the first two, the assault, common and assault GPH, surely it's something which is beyond the reach of the police. Police, But if we work together with all the, the communities, all the societies and everybody else to can deal with the social ills within our communities, we will be able to can reduce the volumes in Gaute. But coming to the remarks of the chairperson, especially about the honeydew, honeydew uh, policing principle is not small as it looks like. Um, the, 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 the profile of honeydew, when you drill deeper into the detail, you'll observe that uh, the previous census uh, population estimates it was giving us a population of over 240,000. Um, and then uh, it is not only the suburbs in, in Hanijou. Hanijou is also responsible for uh, the place called Zandfontein, Cosmos City, Itzusei. And in those areas, including Hanijou itself, you find that behind each and every four-room house, there is over four or five uh, bedrooms which have been utilized for renters. When a criminal enters in that yard and commit a burglary, you'll find that you will generate over six cases in one yard because of uh, the criminal will break into this room and break into the second room, the third room, the fourth room, and the fifth room. So when we register the cases, it will be housebreaking in all those rooms. So hence you see the crime in, uh, uh, in Hanijou, it is in volumes. But we are doing our level best to can contain crime in housing as we normally do. And the question which we forever ask ourselves is that, should we stop what we are doing currently? What will the situation look like in housing? Surely the criminals in housing, that is why we are pushing some of these criminals to the neighboring provinces, 
by making them uncomfortable. One of the comments which we made about the hijackings, uh, the kidnappings in your Delmas and whatever, is due to the pressure which we are exerting in our province. But we want to assure uh, yourself, Chairperson, uh, members of the committee, including our Honorable Minister, to say that we won't tire, we'll keep on keeping on, and we'll keep on fighting crime to the best of our abilities we submit. Uh, thank, thank you very much. Before you come in again, General Vuma, I think it's very um, correct when our provincial uh, um, commissioner says that crime stats should not measure police performance. I think we need to, to look at this more carefully. Um, I am releasing the minister. Um, we'll be concluding quite soon. Um, Honourable Minister, uh, thank you very much. I'm sure, Honourable Minister General, um, are you going to be leaving now or have you left already? No, Chair, I, I, I'm here. I, I, thanks for the permission. But Chair, I, I guess I'm itching more than the than you for this analysis and this finding solutions of the meeting sitting down so that we can put our cases the police. Sometimes we suffer sins that we did not commit, <laughs> but uh, it will really help. We are urging that uh, let's get to this time to sit down and, and look at the analysis and other causative. Thanks, Chair. Uh, thank you, Honorable Minister. Honorable Minister, before you leave, um, I suggest that we prepare very well before we have the session. I suggest also that a complete study on linking crime trends with socioeconomic conditions, uh, illegal substances, and under-resourcing be done, especially the under-resourcing be done before we have the session. Um, uh, that is just my general comment, but uh, Honorable Minister, we'll discuss that with the WAP and uh, uh, you and the Deputy Minister and the National Commissioner uh, at a more info, uh, a detailed and uh, um, with more time. I'm sure you can agree on that, Honourable Minister. Yes, we agree, Chair, and uh, thanks. Those preparations will be, will be done. Thank you, Honourable Minister. You are released. Uh, before the Provincial Commissioners all leave, uh, General Vuma, who's next? Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. We can allow General Patekile from Western Cape uh, to, 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 to come in. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Greetings to you and greetings to the Minister, greetings to the all the Honorable Members, the Acting National Commissioner, and all Provincial Commissioners. Chair, who will be singing the same song, but what I just want to say, the last two quarters for us in the Western Cape have been good, with the exception of this quarter. We are looking at all the issues, but of course, socioeconomic is a problem. Uh, as much as we don't want to hear about environmental designs, it is the truth. It is one of the uncomfortable topics that we've got to talk about. Uh, because when we talk about the most of the crimes that we're of, especially our conduct crimes, murders happening in, in houses, domestic violence. 
in houses, which is a majority, and then followed by the revenges in terms of the gangs, the taxi violence and the extortions. Um, and then the gang-related uh, stations as well. These are the, the, the things that we are every day confront, are confronted with. And what, of, what we've seen also coming out is the flare of the mob justices as well in the informal settlement where you can't patrol, you can't walk during the night. These are some of the problems that are actually not really in, in our hands, but we are dealing with it in mobilizing communities where, where we are there. And in many of the areas we've seen the decline. Uh, our most crimes were in January. There was a slight reduction in February. And again, we've seen the turning around at the end of March in, in the conduct crimes. Uh, of course, then we are looking at the issues of uh, mobilizing more communities. And I know that uh, we are actually jointly with the ministry now having planning a, a summit, a crime summit in Kalita, which is the, the hotspot hot spot on our, many of our crimes. And uh, these are the part of the strategies that we're looking at, mobilizing more communities, which were, I think we are doing that. And we move now to do more um, awareness campaigns on street level, uh, street in business that is gaining momentum that we've seen once we started engaging communities in that level, in many of the hotspot areas, the crime shifts. We'll continue doing so until we see that we, we, we are winning in that situation. And of course, we are also looking at the, the repeat offenders that are always a problem getting them back to, 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 to prisons. That's some of the strategies that we're doing, Chair, knowing that the time is literally, and I'm looking forward for the other one that will be engaged. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Maybe, Chairperson, as the, the PCs have already alluded to the fact that they will be singing the same song in terms of what are the strategies that is putting in place and uh, General Nsala mentioned that we had a straight plan last week to try and look uh, to other uh, alternative approaches in terms of fighting this crime and we equally welcome the directive that has been highlighted by the chairperson together with our minister that we need to engage more and find other alternative ways of approaching how to address crime in the country. We will not waste your time any further, Chairperson. Uh, we, we, I will allow and hand over uh, the chair back to you, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much, uh, General Vuma, and all the honorable members for your participation and um, also for your uh, contributions. Thank you very much for the presentation and the engagement which we've had today. We've committed ourselves to continue this discussion and this debate and inputs next week, Wednesday. We'll um, definitely be applying for additional time. Honorable members, uh, we have heard that um, uh, for the three first three months of the year, more than 6,000 people were murdered in South Africa. Um, this represented a 22% increase for the same period last year. 
Um, I would like to thank the police management. Uh, let us do more uh, to fight gender-based violence and femicide. Uh, we, the increase in sexual offenses is unacceptable. The members have uh, indicated the type of situation we are in is not um, very positive for, uh, uh, I think I'm being diplomatic in my choice of words, but uh, when we have our strategic planning session, it will be time for us to be brutally honest with one another. Um, honorable members, uh, Honorable Tablanche, um, I'm sure now you don't need to leave. We are um, ending the meeting. Uh, this brings us to the end of our meeting. Uh, the meeting is now adjourned. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you, General Vuma. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, members.